There is a way, and that way is forward together. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to Season 2. Welcome to Live at 8. What's up? Happy Monday. How are we doing? I'm um, not sure what you're drinking. I got a little uh, little cold brew, a little nitro. Check that out. It's unbelievable. We, uh, we have it here at the office. I don't know what you guys are drinking. Go ahead and put it in the comments. What kind of coffee are you drinking this morning? I'm, I'm guessing you're drinking coffee. It's Monday. And... Um, Thank God we've, we've got some nitro brew here at the office. Uh, things, things are good. Ho- hopefully you guys are doing great. A whole bunch of you guys are watching this right now at wearemission.online. Uh, you're, you're live and we're chatting back and forth saying hello to one another. So I'm thrilled you guys are checking it out here uh, at this platform. Also, uh, this will be on my Instagram at, at John Peacock, a little Instagram TV. And then a whole bunch of you, in fact, most of you, are catching this on YouTube or on the podcast. So uh, no matter how you guys are interacting with this content, live at 8, I'm thrilled that you are. And uh, let me remind you, sharing is caring. That's right, folks. Sharing is caring. And so if you would, let, let's share it up. You'll have a YouTube link here at the end. You can share that with a friend if this was helpful. Uh, certainly, you can share the podcast. You can rate it, review it. Uh, that would be fantastic. And uh, you can even share it on Instagram. We want to get the word out. Uh, we are with you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. And today, Monday's theme is all about more Monday. More Monday. Now, why do we do more Monday? Well, here's why. Because um, on Sunday, I actually uh, get to talk to you about half of what I've written. It's true. So uh, I write a ton and I don't get to say half of it because um, I try to keep my messages at like 25 minutes. Uh, so, so I just decided wouldn't it wouldn't be fun to talk a little bit more on Mondays. And so that's what we're doing. Uh, by the way, yesterday, Sunday was unbelievable. So cool. Uh, we are one church in three venues. One church in three venues. A whole bunch of you guys, hundreds of you. Uh, check it out online, which is you know pretty standard. Awesome. Love that you did that. Hopefully you enjoyed the online experience. And hundreds were gathered here at the building, first time since March. And I got I to gotta tell you, it was awesome. It really was. And like the energy in the room, um, there were more than a few times I was almost in tears just during worship. Just, oh, so powerful. So good to see so many of you guys. Um, yeah, hundreds gathered here at the building and even more. Uh, gathered uh, at watch parties. I think we had around 26 watch parties this weekend, which is incredible. So no matter how you gathered this weekend, I hope that you gather differently, either online at the building or in watch parties. And I'm just thrilled for what God is doing in our midst. So, hey, welcome to, to More Monday. And here's really my heart for you right now. It is all about perseverance. That's really what we talked about, the third principle we lifted from the life of Moses is all about perseverance, right? It is the one thing you cannot move forward without. It's perseverance. It's not a nice to have. No, it's a must have. It it is the one thing you cannot move forward without. First Corinthians 15, 58 says this, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, stand firm. 
Let nothing move you. Nothing. Let nothing move you. Um, not being misunderstood. Nope, don't let that move you. Uh, frustration, don't let it move you. Uh, even in a, the midst of an election year, don't let it move you. No matter what kinds of things that you're feeling and facing, let nothing move you. Always give your, yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Man, I love 1 Corinthians 15. This is so important. Let nothing move you. What's Paul getting at? He's getting at what we're talking about, perseverance, old-fashioned grit. We need our roots to go down deep, right? We need staying power. When everyone else is staying home, we show up, not because we're someone special. No, but it's because we have the power of God's spirit within us. It's really important for you and I to understand the difference between cultural uh, perseverance and biblical perseverance. So cultural perseverance goes like this. Um, it's all on you. Yeah, that, that's perseverance according to culture. Uh, rise and grind. Uh, I got this. Um, show up early, stay late. Um, don't be a zero, be a hero. I mean, there's all kinds of these sayings, right? Um, and here's the thing. That's a cultural perspective of perseverance. But I want to share with you the biblical perspective of perseverance. It, it is some of those things, but with a twist of good news. Biblical perseverance means that you and I do have a part to play. We got to show up. Uh, you're not a machine. No, you're a human being. And God created you for relationship. God's not going to do it like, like without you showing up. Uh, the Christian life is this mysterious collaboration between us and the work of God within us. And so we, we got to show up. But the good news is that the heavy lifting is done by one much stronger and, and one who is much more able. That, that is God. And, and so biblical perseverance says, um, I'm going to show up. I'm even going to come early. I'm even going to stay late. I, I'm even going to show up when everyone else stays home. Biblical perseverance says, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do all of those things. Not because I'm trying to earn something, but because I've already received something, that being the gift of eternal life, oh my goodness, and that being the power of God's Spirit. And so biblical perseverance, it, it, it kind of goes this way from cultural perseverance because it is not up to your strength. No, it's actually up to the strength of God that is within us. But our role as believers as followers of Jesus, is all around abiding, right? Apart from me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. So remain in me. Remain in me. Abide. Stay close. Stay connected. This is what Moses understood. Moses persevered because he saw him who was invisible. It was all about the presence of God. It was all about the proximity to God. Moses was a man who persevered, not because Moses was necessarily stronger in, in, in all of that than everyone, but no, he was someone that understood the presence of God. And the same is hopefully true for us today. You and I, we need to persevere. We, we got to let nothing move us. I, I love this topic of perseverance. I really do. If you were here uh, at the building yesterday, I got fired up. Uh, that's why I, my voice sounds the way that it does right now. Like I pretty much lost my voice. I got so excited because I just feel it. I feel this topic of perseverance so deeply. Uh, I really, I really do. Uh, we see perseverance in some of our heroes. I, I talked about Abraham Lincoln. He's certainly one of my heroes. Lost eight elections. I mean, most people would have called it quits after two. No, he kept showing up. He's on a $5 bill. 
you know, we think about Michael Jordan, the goat. I mean, how many of you guys saw and uh, and watched the um, the documentary uh, this spring? It was amazing. That that helped a number of us get through the spring. But that was amazing, right? I mean, he got cut from his high school team. You know the story. Uh, that ended up being a gift for him. How about Winston Churchill? Oh my gosh, you want to talk about someone that knew how to lead through something, not around through something. You want to talk about someone that said there is a way forward, even when we're getting bombed. Uh, that was Winston Churchill. By the way, he failed the sixth grade. Did you know that? Uh, as did I. So it's good news for, for old JP. He failed the sixth grade, Winston Churchill. That's right. He didn't become prime minister until the age of 62. And some of you just turned 60 and you think that things are like over. No, no, no. Maybe we're just getting started. Perseverance. All these people, they had perseverance. It's certainly Moses. Moses was a man of perseverance. He was a persevering prophet. Here's what I want to share with you today. And then in the time that we have left, two things, pretty simple. How do you and I persevere? Here's, here's how. Here's a couple things. There's so many, but here's a couple things I want to talk about. Number one, fix your eyes on the finish. Fix your eyes on the finish. One of the greatest temptations right now is for you to fix your eyes on what is right now instead of is uh, instead of fixing your eyes on what is to come. Hebrews 12, incredible, right? And, and so we run this race with perseverance, this race marked out for us. Well, how do we do that? Well, we do that by fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. This is what the word of God says. And, and what did Jesus do? Well, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. And then he sat down at the right hand of the father. He finished I'm not sure what you think of when you think of Jesus, but you and I worship a finisher, a finisher, and his power is within us. He, he fixed his eyes on the finish, and you and I need to do the same thing. You're not done. You're not done. That's one of our sayings, and it needs to be a saying right now. You are not done. You're not there yet. Uh, the finish isn't right now. No, the finish is coming. It's when you and I will stand face-to-face with Christ. We're going to stand face-to-face to Christ, rather. Face-to-face to Christ. That is the finish line. And, and so until that moment, uh, we're going to keep showing up. Until that moment, we are going to persevere. I think so much, truly, so much of the Christian life is choosing to show up. It's to show up with God. It's to show up and say, God, I'm here. I'm empty. But would you fill me yet again with your constant love? So important. Some of you, uh, you've begun your race of faith. I want to remind you, there's no such thing as a photo start. Uh, maybe you've noticed that, right? There isn't. But there is such thing as a photo finish. You've heard of that. And I, I'm not sure about you, but what I'm thinking about right now is not, not how I started this race of faith. And by the way, God even began that, right? Philippians 1. But I'm thinking about how I'm going to finish. You know, what if, what if it all ends... On December 31st, I mean, I'm not saying it will. No one knows. If someone says they know, then uh, they're making that up. The Bible's clear on that. Um, but what if? Let's just let's just do that for a second. It's kind of fun to think about. What if December 31st, that's it. Christ returns December 31st, right? Um, here, here's all I'm saying is I want to finish my race. I'm not there yet. I, I haven't crossed that line yet. And so I want to be thinking about what it will be like to stand face-to-face, like right in front of Christ. It's called the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat where he hands out his awards. And uh, like Paul, man, I want to run to win. 
And so we got to fix our eyes on the finish. It's so powerful, guys, when you begin to fix your eyes, not on what is today, but what is coming. Secondly, fix your feet on a promise. So, so we're talking about perseverance today. It's more Monday. And the way forward is down with perseverance. Well, how do we do that? Well, listen to Sunday's message. There's some thoughts there. But here's a couple extra. Fix your eyes on the finish. And secondly, fix your feet on a promise. Let me ask you, let me ask it this way. Are you standing on the promises of God or on the propaganda of a political party? Ooh, that one stung a little bit. Um, Things are really tough right now. And um, I am the least political human being you'll probably ever meet. But I just want you to know that there is only one ruler who is sovereign. And it is the one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God right now. And so here, here's, here's my deal. Uh, I'm going to stand on his promises. Okay. I'm not going to stick my head in the sand. All right. No, I'm going to be aware. I'm going to be educated, but I'm going to stand on the promises of God. This is so important. This summer I did a social media fast. Uh, highly recommend you guys trying that. Um, and I just found that I had a lot more peace when I got off of Facebook for the most part, I'm rarely on it anymore. Um, a little bit on Instagram, a little bit on Twitter, but not much. I've just noticed how much more peace I have. I feel more connected. I feel more connected to God. I feel more aware of the things that God is saying. And so in many ways, I just felt like, you know what? I'm going to turn my smartphone into a dumb phone. So that's what I've done. Uh, you can't find Facebook or <clears throat> uh, if, you've, if you've sent me messages, I haven't gotten them. I, I do have an email. Um, but Facebook isn't on my phone. Instagram isn't on my phone. Twitter isn't on my phone. I've turned my smartphone into a dumb phone. Why? Um, I want to fix my feet, not on the social media posts of others. Um, not that they're all bad, but just right now, I just feel like the time is so critical. Uh, there's a lot expected of me to lead through such a time as this. I'm going to fix my feet on a promise. It's unpopular. Um, maybe I'm not as relevant. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be the worst thing in the world? Um, in 1886, Russell Carter wrote this hymn. I love it. Growing up uh, in church, I used to sing this song. It's called Standing on the Promises of God. Standing, listen, standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail. Those howling storms have been blowing and are blowing. He writes, by the living word of God, I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God. I love the promises of God. Second Peter 1, 4, God has given us his very great and precious promises. Why? So that through them, through the promises of God, you may participate in the divine nature. There is the divine nature that you actually get some playing time in, some PT, some time on the field. It's through the promises of God, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. It's all about the promises of God. Um, one of the ways that I'm doing that right now is I'm actually going through the one-year uh, study Bible. Study Bible. It's just the one-year Bible. It's not called the study Bible. I was going through the New Testament in a year, uh, which is great, but I started doing this guy, this guy right here. Boom. It's the one-year, and the reason I'm now doing the one-year is it's there's more. Uh, there's a reading from the Old Testament, and there's a reading from the New Testament, and a psalm and a proverb. It's 15 minutes a morning, but man, I'm telling you, I just, I, I got to stand. You, you stand where you want to stand. 
I'm standing on the promises of God. Um, and then I got this, this guy going, this is a journal. It's a five-year journal from Levenger. Um, and I just, I read, and then I write down some, some thoughts uh, that stand out for me from God's word. And it's just been, it's been so helpful for me to stand on the promises of God. Why are we talking about this? Here's why you need to fix your feet on a promise. That, that's what you need to do. Uh, not my promises, no, on the promises of God. So here's how I want to finish up. I want to give you seven promises. Perhaps one of the seven will be really, really helpful for you to stand on today. Uh, maybe it's one for each day. I don't know. So here's the first one, the promise of rest. The promise of rest. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you more work to do. No. He says, and I'll give you rest. Isn't that a good promise? Let's stand on that promise. How about the promise of provision? Man, unemployment rates, things are difficult, wondering how things are going to even move on this fall or in early 2021. Well, how about we stand on the promises of provision? Philippians 4, 19, and my God, and my God, not my employer, no, my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Stand on that promise. How about the promise of escape? There's been so much temptation during this whole COVID. More people are living online than ever before, which is one of the, I think, probably contributing factors of why people's faith is lower than it's ever been before, according to Barna. Um, sexual sin is way rampant because of that. Time on sites of pornography, way rampant because of that. And so how about a promise of escape? Are you feeling temp tempted? Are you feeling like, man, I just can't shake uh, this amount of temptation. Well, how about a promise? You got to stand on a promise. You need to fix your feet on a promise. Here, here's a promise for you. This is so good. And, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. God will provide a way out. There is a way out. Take the exit. Take the off-ramp. How about the promise of power? How many of you are feeling absolutely worn out and it is barely Monday? Let's stand. Let's fix our feet on a promise. Here it is from 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. This is staying power. Grace. This isn't saving grace. This is sustaining grace. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. That's right. So therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, Paul says, I delight in weaknesses. What? Yeah. I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions. Yeah, that's right. In difficulties. He said, listen, when I am weak, then I am strong. I don't know what you're going to stand on today. I would implore you to stand on the promise of God's power. How about the promise of comfort? Oh, I love this one from Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Some of you right now are crushed in spirit. You're crushed at what's happening in our country. You're crushed at some of the heartbreaking things that are happening in all kinds of cities, cities like Kenosha. You are crushed for different reasons. My, my question to you is, are you going to stand on the promise of comfort? The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. How about the promise of presence? Two more, the promise of presence. God's word says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God, get this, goes with you. Goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. 
God is with you. Listen, man, he's with you. There isn't a situation you're going to be in this week where God's presence is not there. The question is, will you be more aware of his presence? Will you actually ask, God, help me sense and experience your presence? It's the promise of presence. Here's the last one, the promise of protection. I know so many of you right now are feeling so afraid. Again, in so many different ways. Here's God's promise. Do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Get this. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. Biblical perseverance is not based and built on your determination. No, it's built on the faithfulness of God. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. Listen, you need only to be still. Fix your eyes on the finish and fix your feet on a promise. Why? Well, the way forward is down with perseverance. We'll be back with you guys on Wednesday. If you would, sharing is caring. Here is the YouTube link. Text that to a buddy today, man. I hope that will add value to their life. I love you guys so much. I'll see you back here Wednesday morning for Wellbeing Wednesday. Visiting with me, as always, on Wednesday is a Christian therapist named Brian Silver. You do not want to miss it. Have a great, great start to your week. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to access the show notes, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping.